So y'all, it's been a minute since the three of us have been on the mic and more than one or two things have happened in that time. So I don't know y'all what's, what's, what the heck has happened since the last time we were on the mic was our episode with Dr. Anthony Jones about the black lives matter school at schools week of action. And so that was in February as we record this, it's now May and it's been a minute. So what's good? Well, one thing that's new or different is that I'm back. Yes, yeah, we missed you. The brother's back. And not, so, not the brother, thing. the brother, that brother. brother. That yeah. brother's back. That brother's back, boy. <laughs> Say yeah, it again. There's no, there's no equivalent to that in, in Spanish or in, in, in Puerto Rico. We don't like brother. I don't, think I, I don't think I can say it right. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying, brother. I'm saying like it's Brooklyn, like B R U V A, like brother. brother. Yeah, that brother, my you know my mother, man, that brother, mm-hmm. man. <laughs> Even though technically, how many episodes did we record without Andres? Like two? No, it was a few. It wasn't like a whole whole lot, but it was a few. Okay. I want to say at least three or four, maybe. Yeah, because I was gone. You were gone for a minute. Like were, yeah. since August. Yeah, you. Yeah, August, well, then Justine wow. went to. Oh, that's Justine right. And then went to just Kenya to, for a minute. To, to, to Mama Africa. Yes, the motherland. No, the motherland. <laughs> yes, <laughs> mother. So yes, that is. True. Can you can you say that, Justine? Can you say it like that? No, I cannot. No, that. <laughs> That is that is a thing like, that only African Americans can do, Andres. You know, this know. one yeah. this one is not our thing, and really? we just have to be cool with that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't I can't do that. I don't yeah. You my brother, man. You my yeah. brother. I feel like I'm being fake doing that. Uh dude, but for real though, it's 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 been a minute and and I think I think we're happy, not I think, I know we're happy to have you back on the mic. And so yeah, we'll talk more about that once the mm-hmm. thing opens back in. But Man, so you you coming back and what else has been going on? Lots of life, lots of work. A lot of things have happened in our country, soldiers. And you know, we're 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 going to be unfolding more of that and how we're responding to all these changes and shifts in our country. But yeah, just trying to find spaces of rest and life and hope and joy and peace. Yes. Right. All right. Now don't get too far in there because this is this is after that should after the cold open stuff. So I'm chomping at the bit. All right, <laughs> let's go ahead and get it. Let's go ahead and get it. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> all right, let me get it started. So uh like we said, soldiers, we've missed wait, 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 wait. Oh. Gotta open the show. Mm-hmm. Greetings and what's good, everybody. Wow. Slay roll, dog. Slay roll. <laughs> uh yeah, it's gonna be one of those. All right, here we go. All right, go. Greetings and what's good, everybody. Welcome to the Christian Soldier Podcast, a social justice, faith-minded podcast featuring three friends from across the diaspora exploring life at the intersection of race, ethnicity, gender, culture, politics, and basically living while black. I'm Abdullah Muhammad. I'm Andres Amador. And I'm Justina Kenyi. And we are just three POC in the cornfield, living life, loving Jesus, and fighting the good fight in these rough and tumble podcast streets. So, y'all heard it. I said, I'm Abdullah. And then some long lost <laughs> voice said, I'm Andres Amador. <laughs> Bro, I'm even rolling the bars. On? I'm rolling yeah. the bars for this one. Roll it, baby. Roll it. Come on now. <laughs> Say it like my mom says my name. Like your mama taught you. Like your mother taught you. Hey, you know, that's one thing that's changing. And definitely we'll get into more of that. But I'm... I'm getting more comfortable just saying my name in Spanish to people. Yes. Come on. Yes. Yeah. Claiming. So that's 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 something that's changed. Yeah. That's something that's new. So, okay, Andres, so, I'm there, curious. There's some black so joy in that. For sure. So for how many years have you been saying your name in an Americanized oh, way? Since since I've been well, probably definitely fifth grade. Wow. So New York City and people, you know, wanted to know my name and that kind of stuff. And 
Wow. I don't know if I've told this the story where I've wanted to I wanted to change my name. To, to Andrew? Andrew, just to make my life easier. Wow. So Yeah, we need to get in that later. That's that, that's so, you know, real. yeah, that's that's part of the conversation. So man. Yeah, bro, we missed you, man. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And and you know, the three of us have missed all of y'all. Yes. You know, we've been gone for a while and um it's, it's just well the cool thing is here's the thing one it's still it's still cool that the podcast is still a thing <laughs> that we didn't right yeah we, we didn't face it here you know and and we're very happy that all of y'all are in our virtual living room um we've been getting a lot of questions about where the podcast has been i've not as much as you guys have gotten it, but you know, I got the question. I got the question not even a week or so ago about yeah, the podcast. I think you texted me like two days ago or something like that. Yeah, a couple of people have asked me where the podcast, where the podcast. So it's it's always very nice to know that you're missed. Yes. Right? Yeah, that's dope. Yes, yes, yes. So, listeners, thank y'all for the for the texts and the 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 people who see us in the community. Hey, uh, y'all, what's 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 good on the podcast? Like, we right. miss y'all. So let's talk a little bit about that. Let's talk about a little bit about that hiatus. What did we do in that hiatus? What 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 went on? So let's just kick it off, Abdul. What where have you been all this time? <laughs> Man, so listen, there's there's just been life happening, right? But as part of the life happening, um I've been kind of in this in this in this headspace of just trying to cultivate some, I'm gonna call it some sense of wholeness and joy. Mm-hmm. And and it really started. So it started from my uh, a friend of mine, right? So so shout out to to the homie Pastor Brent Rice in Kansas City. So Brent, you know, Brent is one of those young Thundercats who's been giving me life right now, right? He's 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 a he's a man of God, a pastor. He's just a dope, you know. He's a dope dude. Um, but when Judas and the Black Messiah came out, mm-hmm. um. So that premiered what it was on streaming b- before before it went to movie theaters, right? And right. so, yeah. So when that movie first came out, when that was in theaters, Brent posted something about not wanting to see any more black trauma movies. Mm-hmm. And and when he when he when he posted it, man, it hit me like right in my spirit, you know. And so and hit right on the head a thing that I had been feeling but didn't really quite have words for. And so um and I'd started to realize that over the last few months, I just been feeling drained and feeling this like like a sense of of like a loss, like missing a sense of connection and missing community. And really right. I think I felt like I was I was missing us. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like black people. I was missing us. You know, because living in a predominantly, you know, white culture community and 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 a lot of like workspaces and social spaces and, and there are so few of us anyway, like I just I missed the cookout. Right. You know? And so and so I just also felt like I I felt a real a real absence of like black love and black joy in my life. So like missing black professionals and black excellence and mm. people just being normal black people and, you know, and, and black art and black aesthetic and all of it. And so when, when, when the bro posted that, I felt like, like I felt his lament, like, like in some deep place, yeah, you know? And so we've had just lately, we've had some great times to kind of reconnect with some of our people, you know. And so, like we, you know, like y'all know, we 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 had the the um the housewarming at our house, and that was lit, man. That was so fun, and so like just getting poured into by friends and brothers and sisters and 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 OGs and all that. So, um, I've had a chance to kind of chop it up and really get some perspective from from a lot of people. And even some brothers in the faith, right? And so, and so, I, that's where I've been, just kind of really, kind of going through some of that that personal stuff, and then also just kind of coming back a couple of days ago from um, 
a funeral weekend in Dallas with some of my family, my, you know, uh, one of my aunts passed and, you know, she, she was a dear, dear aunt, a dear woman. And so being around my Muslim family and all that Muslim cultural connection and all the, the things that I miss about the community and the culture of that. So, you know, so I've just been like, man, so, so my son's got a chance to, to experience that, you know, that they went down, there was their first time seeing a, a Muslim, a Muslim, um, uh, Janaza and, mm-hmm. and, and so like Muslims don't do funerals. Like it's a death and right. it's an end thing, you know, from the Muslims believe from the second you're born, you start the process of transitioning into the next world. Mm. So the Janaza oh, celebrates wow. that transition. Yeah. So, so the closest thing Christians have is like the home going. Right. Right. But for Muslims, it's not like death and lament. It is transition into the next world of, of, of paradise and that kind of thing. And so um, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of Quranic recitation and some of that kind of stuff. And it's really interesting to know that when we're reciting all that stuff, I haven't been Muslim since my early twenties and I haven't recited Quranic Arabic since my teens. It all came back. Wow. Like right away. Like, like from the, like, I think brother said, like the, the imam said two or three words and I'm there. It's all back, all the cues, all the stuff, all the everything. And so it even kind of surprised my kids. And my son's like, whoa, dad, I didn't know that you knew all that stuff. <laughs> so, you know, anyway, yeah, so I say all that to say, y'all, that I've just been busy doing life and busy really trying to intentionally refill my tank. And so, um, just, yeah, really kind of getting back to faith, hope, love, yeah, and, you know, doing, doing the work from a place, from that place and a place of settledness and a place of common humanity. Cause I found myself getting like to a place of bitterness and frustration and, you know, and you don't want that to turn into hatred and dark stuff. So yes. I had to kind of pull back and get back to some good, healthy space. Very good. And, you know, Abdul, something that I'm kind of thinking about is for our listeners, yes, we enjoy doing this podcast. We love it so much, but it is actually a labor of love and talking about Black trauma and Black pain and the reality and the pervasiveness of whiteness and white supremacy can actually be very, very draining. And so as people of color, it is so necessary for us to be self-aware and to find those spaces where we can feel our cups, where we can be with our people, where we can just get a little bit of a break from whiteness and white supremacy and trauma and re-traumatization. And, you know, I think similar to Abdul, I have honestly just been working. So first of all, y'all, I am officially celebrating my one year anniversary at my job. I know. So I've just been working a lot. And for me, because I work with college students, that gives me so much life. And majority of my students are students at the margins, right? So I get to empower my students. I'm getting to equip them with tools that will allow them to to hopefully shatter these glass ceilings that have been placed on people of color and women and students from low-income backgrounds. Then if I'm not working, I'm probably traveling or planning a trip. And that gives me so much life. I'm so jealous. I know. Who told you to have kids, y'all? Okay, listen. Not, not having kids. I'm just being real. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, y'all. It is. It is so good. Only being responsible for myself. I'm kidding. Kids. Kids are great. And y'all have the most amazing kids. But seriously, though, um, just doing a lot of work, traveling, reading lots of books, gaining all the knowledge that I can get and spending time with people that I love, you know, and that is my way of expressing love towards my community, my people, my loved ones, my family and myself. Yes. So yeah. can I say that chicken biryani that you brought with the jasmine was the jasmine rice? Basmati rice. The, uh, oh, basmati rice. Yes. Was in. Insane. Which I uh, missed. Y'all we got there a little bit late. 
Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, it was late when you got yes. it all gone. Yeah, yep, it, it, it was gone. It was gone. Oh my Didn't gosh, Andres, Andres, I next will time. That's all. Yes. Just next. Just yeah, next quick out. Yeah, it was. It was dope. Yeah. It was dope. And y'all, we like like we had music. We were dancing. It was. It was lit. Come on. So yeah, that's right. I guess so. Yeah, something that changed for you, Abdul. Yeah, you guys changed houses. <laughs> yes. And yes, so we had yes, a. We moved, we moved into a, a new home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, and that's awesome. And I'm also jealous, Justine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to try this for this series, not to call you Christine. Oh my God. Yes, please. <laughs> <That'd> be, <laughs> so that's, that's my goal. Actually, that's the goal for my series for this series. Just yes. not to call you by some other name. Yes. All right. Uh, well, for me, my, my hiatus was a little bit different, <laughs> uh, to say the least. Uh, yeah, my last few months have been interesting. Um, I'm, I'm recovering from a deep depression. Um, oh, I'm taking, um, medication for one that, yeah, I, it, it, it got to a point where my wife had to suggest that I go see a doctor and take some medications, medication for it. Hmm. Uh, it was a depression that cost me my job. Uh, I put a lot of pressure on my marriage. Wow. Uh, put up in a in a real serious financial situation. Um, uh, and, and, and I say that um, for people that might be going through it now, yeah. listening. So um, the thing about this is that you think you're alone. You think you're the only person in the world going through a depression. It's true. And, you know, I just want y'all to know that you're not, I mean, I'm not a, a therapist. I'm not a counselor. I'm not any of those things. So I don't want to say anything that could get us into any kind of trouble. Um, but at least know that um, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is a, there is a light, whatever that is mm-hmm. for me, it was, for me, it was, and it is medication. Uh, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. So, uh, talk to your friends, talk to family, talk to a professional, talk to someone. And here's the thing. When I started talking to people about this, there were so many people that said, oh, I know someone who, Mm -hmm. or I went through that, Mm -hmm. you know? So that whole thing that you're alone, that's a total lie. So please, you know, get the help that you need. Um, so, uh, well, and, and the good news for me, you know, I got my old job back. Uh, I'm with the awesome. same people that I used to be. Uh, uh, our marriage is stronger. Uh, we've grown a lot in these few months. That's um, awesome. Man. So, That's yeah. Man. Uh, so it's one of those things where, where I, you see the silver lining. Mm. Um, I know that may not be the experience for some other people. I know some relationships end because of stuff like this. So I also want to be, uh, I also want to know that I, I, I also want to say that I know that that happens also. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but what I've been doing, here's the thing. I, so I'm a podcast host, co-host. I've been listening to, I've been listening to podcasts since, oh my gosh, Abdul. Since what? You turned me on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, like you turned me on 2006, 2007. Yep. The podcast is not a new thing for me. Like a lot yeah. of y'all just jumping on the bandwagon now. Yeah. Like ah, you, were, you, you were on podcasting when it was new. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought I was kind of late to it. Yeah. So, but here's the thing. I, have, I, haven't, I haven't listened in these last, let's see, in these last months, six months, mm-hmm. if I've listened to 10 complete episodes of a podcast, it's saying a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. What I've been doing, though, I've been listening to a lot of music, a lot of music. Nice. That's that's been the thing that's kind of helped me. It, it just helped me. Period. So, yeah. Um. Uh, of course, podcasts are a great thing. Please keep listening to podcasts, especially to this one. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there was a time where I just I just had to put it down for a while. Mm-hmm. Um. So, and I may get into more about that later on. Um. But yeah, music has been. It's been really good for me. Wow. Hmm. That's, wow. That's where I've been. Yes. So go ahead, Jay. First of all, Andres, I want to acknowledge 
the strength and the courage that it took to share that because we don't know who's going to listen to this podcast, right? Right. And for me, as a woman of color and as a Black woman, a lot of times Black men feel the pressure to be strong. They feel the pressure to have everything together, to not show even an inkling of weakness or need or sadness or pain. And so thank you so much for setting that example and being brave and strong and courageous in sharing that. And we love you, bro. And it's so good to have you back. So well, good you. to have you back. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yes. And yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more that I, I definitely echo all of Justine's sentiments and, and especially just the, like, I, I did not, I did not know that you were going to share that. Like that. I'm, I'm like, Whoa, he went there. Like, and so, yeah, that, that was, I, I, I just really appreciate and applaud that candor and bravery. And yeah, because it's, there's a, a quote, I don't know who said it, but it's the same wind blows on us all. Yes. Mm. Yep. And so for somebody that may be going through some of the same stuff that Andres mentioned, or for people that have gone through it or know people that are in it, I mean, man, I, I know I speak for all three of us when I say that, say that I hope that blessed somebody. Yes. So, yeah, I knew when I, I was coming back that I was going to talk about it. I it, I just, because precisely that, that, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that whole thing that you think you're alone is a, is a, it's a big trap. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah. So, and for the, and this, here's the last piece I'll say on this and, and then we'll keep going. But um, for those of you who are people of faith, specifically for those of you who may be Christians or even Muslims or, you know, people who like believe in, for example, a devil and hell and Satan, that you're alone stuff is also a, that comes from a, a, a place that is not of God. Right. You know, that's, right. that's a, that's a lie of the enemy who wants to steal and kill and destroy. And isolate. Yep. Yes. And that, that's the biggest, that's the biggest uh, tool in, yes. in isolation isolation just pull you back from everything yep yes yes so yeah i i I appreciate you brother everyone with with everything that's been happening in the past year or even in the past few months since we've been you know we've kind of we our podcast schedule kind of changed just because of life and some of those kind of things our schedule kind of got off um but with all that stuff happening we've had you know we've got the in the last few months, right, uh, the the election and the circus of contesting the result, we've oh. got <laughs> the st- <laughs> right. <Ugh. laughs> yeah. That's all you can say is, <laughs> but the steady stream of reports and news mm. footage and video of the executions mm. without due process of law of black people at the hands of police and vigilantes Mm -hmm. we've got the kind of the the waiting with bated breath for the outcome of the Derek Chauvin trial who killed George Floyd Mm -hmm. um you know we've got seeing you know in 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 our own communities you know (laughs) in my own neighborhood in my own neighbor (laughs) the racist and anti LGBTQ nonsense we have in our own community, mm-hmm. you know, and this around, around the country, we have the anti, the, 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 the anti Asian American racism, yeah. you know, by the way, shouts to AAPI a month, right? So, yes. so African American or um, Asian American Pacific Islander uh, heritage month. So Shouts to to all of our Asian listeners and 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 to some of our Pack Island listeners and some of my my wonderful Samoan friends. Shouts oh, to y'all. Yes. <laughs> so, um, I mean, we've got like seeing and hearing local pastors and church folks all over the place use the Bible as a defense for like their their idiocy and their bigotry. We got all we got a whole bunch of things happening, y'all. So we have there's lots of work for us to do, right? And so the need the need for black joy and self-love seems more important now than ever before. 
Like it got to a point where I just couldn't take in hearing one more person who looks like me get shot or lose their life or in some way become violated because of somebody else's stuff. Like, 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 I mean, I, I paid attention, but I couldn't get too far down in it because I, I just, my, my spirit just got heavy. I was like, man, I just, I can't, I got to back out a little bit. And so as a collective and as individuals, so Justine and Andres and I have, again, been on this desperate hunt, right? For spaces and people and media and music and ideas and perspectives and all of that, that allow us to be ourselves outside of whiteness. And so, as we have said lots of times on this podcast, just to be clear, you know, we're what we're not talking about running away or hating or disliking people of European descent who've come to be called white. That's not what we're talking about. So again, don't hear what we're not saying. Right. So what we are talking about is one of the steady refrains of our podcast is, you know, for people across the diaspora to find places to exist outside of what I'm going to call the suffocating pervasiveness of white supremacy, of anti-blackness, and of Eurocentrism. That's what we're talking about. So if you're listening to this episode and you're unsure about what whiteness is, I'm going to urge you, we're going to urge you to go back and go check out our episodes on escaping toxic whiteness. So that was actually episodes two and three of our podcast that originally aired way back in July uh, 22nd, I think in 29th of 2020, it was called gotta go, gotta leave. So if you want to know what we mean by toxic whiteness, go check all that out. So given that there, you know, given where we are, where the three of us are, what we just shared and what we've been reflecting on personally over the last few months, we're going to start a new series. Um, a series of episodes on different aspects of what we're going to call positive blackness. Right. And so by that, we mean not a blackness is centered on our pain or on the traumatic parts of our story and who we are um, as a people, but focusing on things that are really about positivity, love, joy, peace. You know, I hear Prince when I say that, <laughs> you know, and I'm going to even add dance, music, sex, romance. <laughs> okay. You got way too Prince nerdy for me. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, there's a, anyway, we're going to skip over. But what it means, again, is just blackness that's not, you know, that's not white-centric. And so so um, we're going to do a series on the next several episodes, uh, and, and the overarching umbrella theme of the series is Black Love, Loving Ourselves Outside of Whiteness. So, y'all, we're talking about black love, not just in a romantic sense. But black love in a sense of exploring and becoming our whole vibrant and beautiful selves. And so we're going to have some episodes focusing on the following themes. One, cultivating black joy. Um, we're going to talk about black trauma. We're going to talk about black mental health. Um, we're going to talk about black romantic love and what that entails. We're going to talk about look like exploring like black physical space and and the discussion of how to create spaces that aren't meant for white consumption and why that's important for marginalized and minoritized people. Um, we're going to look at some of the things that shape black culture or things that are shaping our culture, right? Um, you know, traditions, values, music, food, all that kind of stuff. Um, the black family and black parenting and uh, black faith, you know, have, having a conversation about how we as individuals and to some extent, black people across the diaspora at large interact with different expressions of faith um, or lack thereof, you know? So, and then finally, we're going to talk about black wealth and black money, you know, uh, but not necessarily things like the racial wealth gap. There's been a lot of stuff done on that. And so there's great resources for that, but things um, about like ways we can cultivate economies in our communities and the value of the black dollar and, you know, side hustling and, and, and just getting your grind on all that kind of stuff. So that's going to be what we're going to devote the next several um, episodes to, and just really kind of finding black fullness and joy. Very good. Um, so before I share something, I want to quickly read one of my absolute favorite quotes by James Baldwin, who, by the way, is also one of my favorite authors ever. 
Jimmy B. Hey. Love you, Jimmy and, B. <laughs> and it says, to be a Negro in this country and to be relatively conscious is to be in a state of rage almost, almost all, all of the time. <laughs> and part of the rage is this. It isn't only what is happening to you, but it's what's happening all around you and all of the time in the face of the most extraordinary and criminal indifference, indifference of most white people in this country in their ignorance. And if you don't know what this means, y'all, so just the reality is that black people, we are constantly being inundated with images and reminders of trauma. Right. And Abdul gave lots of amazing examples. Y'all just think about this. In the midst of the Derek Chauvin trial, another black man was killed by a white police officer. Right. Literally on the day of Chauvin's verdict, a young black girl was killed by a police officer. It is just a constant cycle of trauma. And so as black people, we need to pull away and discover, rediscover who we are outside of this trauma that whiteness seems to constantly create for us. And so this is the reason that we are choosing for this series to focus on, on Black love, right? Rediscovering the diversity of our culture and our values and our media, our art, you know? Um, mm. Man, our dance, our music, just all the different layers and the beauty of blackness. So I am really, really looking forward to this series. Oh, absolutely. Um, speaking of music, just a little bit. Um, another thing that I've been doing is I've been listening to a lot of salsa. Come on, man. Also. Come on. You better you go. Know? Yeah. Just, um, and, and just let me put a, a note about this. Um, Real salsa ended like, like early nineties, anything else after that, I, I, I don't recognize. As yeah, what salsa. do you call this, this, this new school stuff? I have no idea. I don't Salsish. know. Salsish. <laughs> Salsish. <laughs> right. So yeah, I know. Just listen to a lot of stuff that mom used to put while she was cleaning or just hanging out or whatnot. So anyway, I just wanted to, you just reminded me of that, Justine, as you were talking about that. So, um, for me, well, especially this last year, uh, with COVID, I mean, mental health and what I talked about earlier uh, about my depression. So mental health has just been my thing. How can I protect my mind? Yes. Uh, so for me, uh, the term black love in this season, is just about, it, it's really a, 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 a centering exercise mm. where I'm placing me at the center. Now, the word selfish comes to mind. And for a lot of people, selfish is a, it's a bad thing. But go look up the definition of selfish. I'm not going to say it. I just want you to go do that exercise and, mm. and, and how we've turned that into a bad thing. Mm. So I'll just, I'll just leave that there. Um, there's also a, a, a saying, the best gift you can give is a better you. That's and that's true. also what I'm working on. Uh, uh, just, I'm, I'm focusing more on the love aspect of black love. Like black is who I am. Mm. So I'm black y'all. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I was going to go CB4 on them, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Great. Now we got to put that in the show notes. So people know what we're laughing about. Um, <laughs> But it's just it's just the idea of of being a better me for me and a better me for my wife, a better me for you guys, um, and not allowing yourself to just go into into mm. not necessarily dark places like I was talking about depression, but dark in the sense of like just seeing all the trauma, like what you were talking about, Justine. You know, yeah, and that alone can take you places where. Uh, like you don't know what to do or, or, or you can say it's like oh not again not this again and and we'll talk about it when we talk about black trauma and we talk about media and that kind of stuff about what that does yeah. um but um and, and the other thing also that i was i was thinking about is is a way 
Now I mentioned that I wanted to focus on the word love, but I, but I also thought about the word black, mm. right? <laughs> One of the definitions of the word black is literally is the opposite of white. Ouch. So yes. if we live in a racialized society, which we do, and if white is the standard, what does that mean? What does black mean? <laughs> you know? Thus, the necessity for black love, thus the necessity for black joy, which we'll start talking about. We, we're going to keep unpacking this subject. So, um, yeah, that that black love just just flips just flip things around. You know, it's it's I'm wow. equal. I have meaning. I'm not defective. Right. Right. I'm, you know what I mean? Right. And that's and that's I'm what we're defective. trying to get at. Yes, yes, I'm not defective. I'm not. Right. I'm not a yes. deviation. Yeah, yes, and I'm not the, the opposite of anything. I'm not. I'm not. A, and that's I'm, the not point. I'm not anything's or anyone's juxtaposition. Yes, yeah. I'm just. Oh me. my gosh. That's, that that's is, really good. Man, that's so good. And you know, Andres, when you talked about centering, because I think I get so caught up in black love, but I don't think I spend a lot of time seeing and pinpointing my black womanhood. Mm. And I wonder if for me, that's a way of me escaping the reality of how America views black women. And that is really challenging me. You know, yeah, it's not an easy exercise. It's not right. because, it's not because easy. right. Because we are not used to being centered. And so I wonder, do we right. even know how to center ourselves? Yes. Do right. we know yes. what that looks like on a tangible daily? Right. Level. Yeah. Well, and because our, you know, part of what our culture teaches us, so like you, when you said the whole the whole black is the opposite of white what re, what it reminded me of was you know the scene in Malcolm X where you know where Malcolm's in prison and brother Baines is showing mm -hmm. him the stuff in the dictionary right so that was a thing that a was in the movie because b it was a thing that actually happened in Malcolm X's life but for me as a young muslim kid we did the the, the same thing where we where we we went through the dictionary and looked at the systemization of whiteness in in mm. language or you know so mm. it really was a, a, a linguistic study and so just that whole thing got me thinking about yeah man just just the the opposite of and so we don't know really how to how to how to have well I mean we have to learn how to have and cultivate. Right. Black love. Well, think about uh, this. You know, I mean, just. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. No. So, so because the context that we have learned it in mm -hmm. is a context that was centered on majority culture. Right. So it's like it's inherently tainted, so to speak. Right. Yeah. So what I was getting at is talking about the centering, the normalization of whiteness. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it. I mean, while not a Christian podcast, but we're our. Christianity is is As our lens. Our lens. Location, yeah. yeah. Um, think about a theology school. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, um, and what are the books that people get taught there, and who are right. the authors? Yep. You know what I mean. So, if you want to read somebody who's a black theologian, you take. I, I, I never, I, I haven't gone to a black theology or I uh, haven't gone to a theology school, but I would imagine you would take a course named black theology. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yes. And that's just one example. Yes. And then you have yes. to, and then you take, if you want to, as an elective Latino theology. Mm -hmm. or, or they Latina. call it, or they call it liberation theology or black liberation theology or something like that. Right. Yeah. So everything so, is a deviation from the right, norm. Right. And so I so I didn't go I didn't go to seminary proper, but I call I call myself seminary adjacent. <laughs> <laughs> and and here's why because you know I I have been, you know, a part of um schools of theology from churches. Mm -hmm. And you know, um a couple of my mentors were seminarians. And so, you know, one of them 
over the course of some years, basically he flipped open his whole, his whole seminary curriculum. And we kind of systematically went through it over the years, mm. you know? And so, and so I got based I'm going to call it like a, a, a seminary adjacent um, education from Dallas theological seminary. <laughs> because though because because the folks who who kind of were my mentors or whatever came out of that tradition right and so and seeing the actual seminary curriculum of of three folks i can i can say with some a fair a fair degree of certainty that yeah that's what's there you know that's that that's what you see in elective theology outside of whiteness I mean, one more thing, just a quick, very quick exercise. Just look at your music library. Okay, for most people in our audience, just do a little mental scanning of the music that you listen to. <laughs> Who's, you know, the majority are white, right? Look at your churches on Sunday mornings. Oh. So we should do liner notes now. <laughs> I agree. One more thing. Um, who is coming uh, over to your homes, y'all? Seriously, like if you were listening to this ooh, podcast and the I'm only on. because if you think about it, your home is your most intimate space. Wow. Right? Your family yes. is your most intimate space. Um, and so if you are the kind of person who's like, yep, yeah, you know, I, you know, like I roll, I'm down with the brown, but everyone who comes to your house. They ain't brown right. or black. Right. Or it's the same black or brown. Yeah, it's, that, it's that all, too. Yeah, that too, yeah. right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. Just yeah. No, I, yeah. Do. I'm just going to yes. pin that one. Right. Yeah. 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 We'll come back to that one. <laughs> yes. Okay, y'all. So it is time for our liner notes. I have said this before and I'm going to say it again. Y'all, this is my favorite part of our episode. <laughs> You know, because we get to share things that we maybe would otherwise never share on a regular episode. Anyway, so this is where each one of us will share a song, an artist, a book, a movie, a hobby that we are exploring conversations that we're having that are given as a life. So, Andres, what's yours? Okay, so I mentioned the salsa just as a collective, as a, as a group, as a thing that's, I've been playing a lot lately and, and not just that, a lot of the stuff that I grew up in, in listening to Spanish music, uh, early nineties stuff. So anyway, that's one, but the thing that I wrote down when I was thinking about liner notes is, so in the movie, Captain America, the winter soldier, uh, the character, Sam Wilson introduces Steve Rogers to, to Marvin a Marvin Gaye Gay song <laughs> called trouble man. Um, and here's the thing. I saw the movie. I saw Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Okay. I've seen it a few times, but I never listened to the song ever. <gasps> I've never heard that song ever. <sighs> so a couple of days ago, I just died a little inside. <laughs> I listened to it and oh my goodness. Marvin was that, a prophet. That dude. I mean, the arrangement, the jazziness does i mean the mm. whole vibe of that song yes sir you know uh only three things are sure taxes death and taxes, trouble, death and trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh i mean God. it's just i mean it's an amazing song if uh, you haven't heard it check it out if you need a master class on music or at least just soul american soul music come on now, I, I, bro. I don't think you can go any 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 wrong then then Trouble man. Mm. And yeah, yeah, and, you need, yeah. I mean, that it's it's an experience. It's it's I mean, it truly like I, I again, I can't say enough about the it 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 blew me away. It yeah. truly it was an experience. It was like, wow. oh, I ha I have not heard a song like this. I don't think I've ever heard a song like this. Yeah. In a long time. So it's really worth yeah. checking out. So that's me. Mm. Okay, quick, mm. quick thing that I need to say here, y'all. Andres, I'm kind of offended right now because I know, I know that you have been listening to Kenyan music. Okay, but I don't know enough. And this whole time, you have not even mentioned that. Okay, the Kenyan soul in me 
is crushed, but it's fine. I still love you. No, here's the thing, though. She's going to fight you in the parking lot. No, you know what? Okay. Yes. Uh, that was my next lighter notes. Oh, okay. Uh, so you just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so kidding. The next one? So mm-hmm. the next one? No. Okay. I'll, I'll fight another one. So All give right. me a few, just a few more minutes. All right. All right. So <laughs> if you have online radio. Okay. Yes. You have to. Okay. Like you have to. That's another experience. You know, I was thinking about Justine, just can you like, oh, well, well, one day I was listening to Puerto Rican radio. All right. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, wait a minute, Kristen, so I was thinking about the podcast and that kind of stuff. So I'm like, okay, let me find some Kenyan stations. There's this station, like classic 105 or something like that. Yeah. Oh, you said that in the chat. Yeah. Yes. So. They were playing old school R and B. They were playing like American R and B. They were playing some some yeah, newer stuff. And then, like around dinner time. So, what's the hour difference, Justine? Eight hours. Eight hours. Okay. So around dinner time, it's like maybe one o'clock, two o'clock Early. in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. And they were jamming, and they turn up. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Here's the cool part. In the same hour, they playing they played genuine, mm. and Kirk Franklin. <laughs> yeah, that's how we roll. That sounds like like a like an urban R and B station in, in in the in the city. I'm yes, like, I'm like man. And then I turned to uh, Botswana radio. You know, I've, a, a friend, uh, Doctor Luth. Mm-hmm. They were equally turned. I'm like, what is up? <laughs> like two or three o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were playing this st- any anyway. So yeah, so there, Trouble Man, and Kenyan. Botswanian yes. you know, stations so, yes. lit. So lit. <laughs> listeners, if you, like he said, the masterclass, if you want to get a masterclass in, I'm going to call it the black American experience. There's really only three names you need to know. James Brown. Well, well there's five, but I'll give you the top three. James Brown, Marvin Gaye, and Stevie Wonder. Yes. And, and, um, and, and Trouble Man is one of those, is, is one of the two or three top Marvin songs that will tell you Man. everything you need to know. Man. You know, another one is Stevie Wonder. Uh, there's a couple, but the whole album, Songs in the Key of Life. Classic seminal album. But yeah, that's, yeah. Get you some soul music in your life. <laughs> anyway, so, so, yo, for me, man, listen. Like you, there have been so many, a couple of things giving me life right now. And so, so I'm going to briefly say to, uh, maybe two of them. So one, I was in a bookstore in, in our community, you know, a kind of a new bookstore that really kind of has a justice and equity theme kind of about everything they're about, right? So it's pretty dope. But um, Dog-eared books? Dog-eared books. Shouts to dog-eared books in Ames, Iowa. So go check them out, y'all. Um, but uh, there's a book. That that that. So I've been thinking about and cultivating joy. I've been I've been thinking about my sisters, you know. I've been thinking about my 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 kinswomen in the flesh, mm. and and so there's a book I picked up called A Black Women's History of the United States. Mm. And so I'm not gonna say anything about it right now, other than I'm 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 diving into it, and it's just been. It's it's been pretty pretty dope to kind of you know just kind of thinking about seeing things from the perspectives and the lens of our sisters, and so that's been that's been giving me life. And then also, like I mentioned, going to my my Muslim family and coming you know, and and being around all of the the um, just the whole the whole vibe of 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 uh, of our Muslim culture, total blessing. Like you know my like my my mom. She had the she had the full the full hijab on. Wow! The, the I whole, saw photos. Those were gorgeous. Yeah, yes, I it, saw those like, photos. Just you can just see her eyes, right? Like she she went she went there, and you know everybody kind of in the in the in, in the long you know in 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 the long garb and the and I mean it was just just to be around us being us, right? Just man, yeah, I. I, I, I don't want to leave and you know, just hanging mm. out with my, like my family, like my cousins, like my brother, you know, it was just dope. So that gave me so much life and filled my tank so much. So that's, what's giving me life right now. It's just, it's just unapologetic blackness. 
Very good. Very good. Um, for me, three things are giving me life. First of all, a lot of my black friends who I look up to um, have really been getting promotions in their in their professional work. And so that has just been so awesome to see because we need us in positions of policymaking. So it's been good, you know, to see nice. people getting associate dean positions, director positions. It's just been so life-giving. Secondly, travel, y'all. I am just finding that I love, no, I'm serious. I'm like, I love going places. Um, I was in Arizona. I'm leaving from Mexico City in two days. You suck. No. Two days? <laughs> that came yes. up that quickly? Yep. yep. I leave on Saturday at 6 a.m. Mm. And so I am just finding that going away, experiencing different cultures gives me, it literally gives me life, y'all. Like it gives me so much life. Then the third thing, I am reading a book called I'm reading quite a few books, but I'm reading a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. Mm. And I am going through a season of my life where I need structure because I think my life changed a lot last year in 2020. And I need to cultivate good habits. And something that he talks about, this is my favorite quote from him, but he says, you will not rise to the level of your goals. You will fall to the level of your habits. And so I am finding that... I cannot get so caught up in my goals. I need to have habits, structures, and systems in my life that actually allow me to achieve those goals. So that's those are good. my three. That's, see, personal development. I love all that right there. Yeah. Yeah, let's get I've, I've heard it said, you fall to the level of your training. Ooh. That's the other version of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. That's, that's, ooh, that's good stuff. All right, that was that was awesome. I, I among many things, these kinds of conversations are the, the stuff that I missed uh, in my in my hiatus. So that was really fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, now I got to think of a new letter notes, Justine. I know. For right? Next episode. <laughs> I know, right? I gave two. <laughs> you have two weeks. You'll be fine. <laughs> you have two weeks to come up with something. <laughs> All right. So Justine, uh, yeah, let's 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 get back to uh, our conversation here uh, before we wrap up. Yes. Okay, y'all. So Abdul, you mentioned our awesome list of episodes that we have planned for this series. So, Andres, I'm curious, what episodes are you most looking forward to? You know, I know we had this question. It was hard because I love the whole series. Yes. I, I, I mean, I don't want to be cheesy in anything, but. I, I want to hear you guys talk about the series, the the the, the overall Ooh. black love subject. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, it's just it's just I, I I mean literally I want to know from my brother and my sister mm. express how their how from you guys' worldview is black love. Like in a way, I'm 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 also learning as the audience is learning. So I. Of course, the black trauma episode is comes to mind. Uh, yeah. We had quite a discussion on the black love. <laughs> oh yes, we did. Yes, so, we did. You want to tune in for that one? Oh yeah, you don't want to miss that. That's yeah, yeah that's going to be lit. So I guess if I got to say one, I guess that's the one, <laughs> the black love episode. <laughs> yes, uh, but no, but really, just the whole overall series. I think this is a, a great discussion. And I think it's a conversation that a lot of people of color are having, especially in this last year, and especially um, in like the the great example as as great a movie as as um, um, the Black Messiah. Yes, thank you. Is and it is. It's like hmm, you know, maybe we need to maybe we need a, a, a maybe we need a Love Jones, mm. right? Or you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and well, no, we'll, and we'll we'll save that for the media discussion too. So yeah, but that's but but th- that's what that's that's what uh, Brent was saying when he posted like yeah man where where are our comedies and our love Jones and our this and that right mm-hmm. so because yeah so for those of you who don't know the story of uh, Fred Hampton and the Chicago he's a Chicago Black Panther Party leader go check that out right because I mean it's 
it's part of our story, but it's a black trauma film. And here's this, you know, here's this young, he was 20 years old, this young 20 year old leading the Chicago chapter of the Black Panther Party. And they basically framed him and executed him, shot a hundred some odd shots into his house while he slept. So it's a needed story. It's an important story, but mm-hmm. man, we're more than that. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Abdul, what about you? What are you looking forward to? Yo, I'm looking forward to, I think a, a couple of them as well. So, uh, um, I think the two that jump out to me most is one, the whole conversation on cultivating black joy, you know, and I definitely want to hear, you know, I have something to say about that, but I definitely want to hear from you guys, like what that means to you and, and, and that kind of thing. Right. Because, you know, we don't speak for all black folks. It's just our perspective. Right. So, right. so, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that, but I'm also looking forward to the 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 black wealth and, and and money episode i'm looking forward to you know y- y'all know me i'm 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 heavily into personal development i'm heavily into you know business and development and side hustling and marketing and and all that stuff you know and so um you know kind of to your earlier point justine you know like I, like i you know i have a you know w- my job you know one of my jobs is 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 my consulting piece but the other one of my jobs is in policy and so yes. I'm one of those folks that is that, that's also doing policy stuff. And so, but I also know that you know there's a to to, to take a playoff of, of one of the, uh, an old song. These jobs ain't loyal. Mm. <laughs> you know, true. like it's, it's nothing to laugh at. We've we've known this last year. These jobs, right, are mm-hmm. right. So it's just so, a funny statement, but it's not funny. Yes. Yeah. So we need to be finding ways to make our own tables financially. Yes. So I'm looking forward to those two episodes. Is this where I have to talk about give props to Tyler Perry? Go ahead. Yep. Yep. Get it. I'll save it for that episode. But I mean, I think I've mentioned it uh, once or twice that I'm not a fan of the content. (laughs) I know. Okay. His movies. But Let's save it. Let's let's put a pin on that one too. But yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but he does deserve props. Mm-hmm. I yes. guess. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, Justine, what about you? Like, what are you looking forward to in the series? Um, I am looking forward to. I'm looking forward to the Black Love episode <laughs> 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 because she's coming for me, y'all. She's coming for me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I'm excited for that one. Really, I am. Um, she's coming for us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. I I love y'all, but I We're but I will come. Yes, yes, you will. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm also looking forward to the black culture and the black parenting episode because I think there's going to be a lot of parallels, right, between our different cultures. So Andres, Abdul, and I come from different cultures somewhat, right? Because again, this is a diaspora type of podcast collective. And I grew up in Kenya and it's going to be very interesting to see how the way my my mom raised me might be pretty similar to how Andres's mom raised him and how Abdul's mom raised him. So I am just excited to see the parallels in that. Um, yep. So looking forward to the parenting, family, culture, and Black Love episodes. Dope. Yes. So listen, listeners, it's this is going to be a great series. So like, you know, we're we're we have been on the mic for for a while. So, you know, hopefully we're, we're ready, kinda, y'all. We're you know, we're kind of like dusting off the dust and that kind of stuff. But um, it's coming with it. You will not want to miss these episodes. Yes. Um, you know, we're going to tr- there's there's yeah, I, I'm not even going to tell you, but don't miss them. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who've been asking us where we are or where we've been, are we back, y'all, and we coming with it. All right, so let's uh, let's wrap it up for our first episode back and setting up our series. Um, and I'm going to ask a couple of questions. I'll start first. The first one is, what should our audience do next? And the other question is going to be, what do you want? What do we want? you guys, our audience, the listener, to remember. So 
for me, um, what should you do next? If, if you're white, um, check on your friends of color. Um, I know there's a lot of uh, bad news and I know there's, there's a lot of negativity. And we've talked about the oppression Olympics here too, and we don't want to turn it into that. Yeah. Um, but normally it just shows up differently in our community. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, just, I would, I would just say that just, just check in on us uh, every once in a while. And then the last thing uh, for me will be, what would I want you to remember? And that black love is, is an act of preserving our mental health. Mm. There's just too much trauma that we're carrying. And this is just, not just, but this is a mechanism to protect ourselves. Mm. So just keep that in mind. Justine? Ooh. What would I like our soldiers to do next? If you are white, I would challenge you as we're going through this series to find ways to center blackness in your own life, right? This is something that I think is necessary. And, you know, last year we talked about decolonizing our theology and escaping the toxicity of whiteness. Everyone needs to escape the toxicity of whiteness, not just people of color. So, this is AAPI month, right? As a white person, and even for us as Black people, how can we center Asian Americans? How can we center Black people? How can we center women, right? So I think finding ways to center people that have historically always been marginalized is what I challenge you to do. And try to do that along with the series, right? So when we talk about Black culture, how can you center Black culture? If we're talking about Black... Ooh, Black Love. That's going to be a good one. Are there shows that you can watch that celebrate Black Love? Are there like YouTube videos that you can watch? Are there books that you can read about Black Love? Um, Yeah. Then what do I want you to remember? I would like you to remember that Black people, we are not an aberration from the norm. We are equal. We are nuanced. We are neurotic. We are flawed. We're not a monolith. We are not a deviation from the norm. So as we are going through this series, please keep that at the forefront of how you're processing everything that we're bringing in our virtual living rooms. Mm -hmm. Man, both of those are really good. I mean, there's, so for me, I think I would say, yeah, what, what should our listeners do next? So I I think, um, so first off, Black people, my people, our people, our kinsmen in the flesh, people of the diaspora, the first thing that you should do next is give yourself permission to do two things. One, if you're not okay, give yourself permission to not be okay, Mm. you know, and kind of process through that and work through that and you know, surround yourself with, 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 with folks who can help you. And, you know, one in a mental health sense, but two in just a overwhelmed with life sense, like just, right. man, I'm just, I'm just not straight right now, mm-hmm. you know, and, and give yourself permission to do that. Um, yes. And then when you're doing that also actively seek out joy like turn some things off Mm. you know Mm. if you know something's triggering to you you don't have to step into that you know i mean for me i mean for me one of the most triggering things for me has been to be in predominantly white church spaces Mm. like i have a physiological traumatic response when i'm in those spaces Mm. and so i've become completely okay with like yep nah i'm good Mm. Y'all can have it over there, but I'm going to be over here at Bedside Baptist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, so, um, and, and for other, for other people of color, you know, um, I would say, you know, one, like, like we keep using the language of centering. And so 
for me, I'm, I, and, and, and I know what we mean, but I would also say, okay, don't, so put God in the center. Don't erase or don't replace whiteness being in the center with blackness mm-hmm. or Latinoness or Puerto Ricanness or something else being in the center, right? Mm-hmm. As a person of faith, put God in the center. Yeah. And put everything else in its proper orbit around that. Everything shouldn't be in the in an orbit around whiteness. Yeah. Because for 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 America in the West, real talk, whiteness is the God. Mm-hmm. Followed closely by money. Different conversation. <laughs> but but you know, I would say, yeah, so so but put yourself in the center in the sense that Andres was talking about to go look up the selfish part of and what that means. Put yourself in the center only so far as you need to make sure that you're not being marginalized. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and so and then for for my majority culture folks, along with kind of checking on, you know, on 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 your people of color. Check your assumptions, you know, like, like check your assumptions, check your biases, check your presuppositions, check your, as we go through this, this, this series, you might feel some kind of way. Some of our listeners might feel like, well, wait a minute. Well, how is that? Well, what if, what if white people talked about centering whiteness, the way y'all talk about centering blackness and whatever, some of, right? So check some of the assumptions and just listen and hear to understand. That's it. Just like in a conversation where, you know, there's two ways of, of conversing. One, there's a way of active listening. And the second is just like waiting for your chance to talk. Mm-hmm. Right? So active listen to the people that you know. Active listen when you're listening to somebody on a documentary or the news or the whatever. Like, listen to what's behind what's being said. Like, what's the heart and the and the thing behind what they're saying, mm-hmm. right? So, I think the, that's what we want you guys to remember. So, just cultivate being a better a better connection with people. You know, because all of us are humans and humans crave connection. And so, mm-hmm. we've had so much disconnection and disunity. We have to actively work hard to get somewhere we've never been right well that does it for us for now as always if you like the show and the content if you're encouraged or challenged by it please like subscribe share or drop us a review and don't be afraid to do all the above Um, this will help folks find us and join the community and we can always use more soldiers and y'all thanks again for all the love And if you have questions about anything we cover on the show, if you have topics you want us to discuss, or just want to reach out, become a member of our community on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Christian soldier, or email us at hello at Christian soldier.com. So thanks again for listening, y'all. I'm Abdullah. I'm Andres. And I'm Justine. Until next time, y'all, keep the faith. Peace. Peace. Amani. The Christian Soldier Podcast is brought to you by the Christian Soldier Collective, a Jesus-centered community dedicated to the pursuit of unity, cultural and ethnic conciliation, and social justice within the church. Theme song is the Ace by Ballpoint. The Christian Soldier Podcast is a production of the Christian Soldier Collective and Monarch Training and Development. Mm-hmm.